Welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks. You're gonna have a holly diggity of a time tonight. We've already we've already defined the the energy levels that we're gonna be bringing it to you. You thought X was gonna be bringing it to you? Rabbit Troop Sucks only has one more episode, which is this of the year 2022, the Lord's 2022. Wow. So if you knew about the soups and salads we were just talking about, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you buckle in for what I suspect is going to be a wacky uh, episode of Rabbit Troop Sucks. We here are at full readiness. Um, yes, we prepared full readiness initiated and, like the Power Rangers. And this will be a very silly podcast about a very serious movie. Well, as always, I'm Paul. Next to me is Mike mm -hmm. and Lamar is joining us for our Review on Miracle Mile from 1988, according to IMDb. A young man hears a chance phone call telling him that a nuclear war is started and missiles will hit his city in 70 minutes. And there's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of questioning. There's a little bit of comedy. There's a lot of romance. There's a little bit of narration. There's a lot of things going on uh, for everyone. I had never heard of this movie in my life until sometime earlier this year. And before we even launched the podcast, Mike and I watched it, or maybe simultaneously, uh, it was like around the time. Uh, Anthony Edwards was here. Uh, I think most people would know Anthony Edwards from Re Gilbert from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, one day I say we watched Gotcha, which is a weird paintball shout-out movie, but then uh, with espionage. Uh, they also probably know him from ER and, you know, many, many other things as well. There's a slew of people that you'd recognize in this film, but... Damn it, it's the end of the world, and the quote, uh, R.E.M., and I feel fine, so fine, fine, fine. You're all going to feel fine. <laughs> You're all going to feel fine as we rocketed it in to the end of the year, and hopefully you're listening to this. I hope you're... Uh, uncorking your champagne bottles and you're like oh my god rabbit troop sucks we're counting down with you uh, i understand i hope you dressed up we're all wearing suits uh lamar is currently shining his own shoes it's amazing true. Wow. i'm loving uh loving the energy here <laughs> a hot open on this uh podcast a hot open for a cold night yikes mm -hmm. That's it's either on the side of a box of tea or like a confession in Law and Order. It's, it's going to be both. Well then, okay. I, I'm looking forward to this review. Um, I didn't hear about this movie until pretty much tonight before we reviewed it. Right. I also feel like Paul didn't tell you what movie we were watching tonight until it started happening. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> it's true. Um, until true. the credits rolled, and I didn't have a lot of. Pre to prepare going into this, but um, I, this movie is better gone it, it into is, dry. You don't is, want to know what's happening. It is. I do recommend not doing any research into this movie if you're going to go into it dry. Yeah, the director is Steve De Jarnat or Jarnat. Uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, but yeah, I looked up what the director did, and I'm kind of impressed with a couple of things. So I kind of wish Rami was here. Rami, if you're listening, uh, one big thing the director is noted for: really a lot of writing credits. Cherry 2000 uh, is a oh, big yeah. one. But uh, X-Files. Rami is a huge fan of X-Files. We've all watched the X-Files in this room. And a big one for me, which I would totally do on this podcast, is Strange Brew. He wrote Strange Brew, and that was <laughs> awesome for me. I was like, oh, my okay. God, what? Really? Yeah, I yeah, I mean, X-Files, Cherry 2000, and Strange Brew. Like, I kind of want to be the director's friend. The director is welcome on the show to help me pronounce his last name and just to chat with us at any point in time. Yeah, definitely. You can... 
tell some of his influence in this movie from X-Files episodes that he directed it, that you can definitely feel it. Were there any standout episodes that he did? Any that I would recognize? I, 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 did, I didn't look it okay. up too much. Oh, yeah, and I have on my notes on my, duh, like Anthony uh, Edwards, uh, also Goose and Top Gun, duh. I knew there was like, a big one that I was just kind of forgetting mm-hmm. off the top of my head. But yeah. Okay. No, we got some other people in this that yeah, will unfold. Yeah, they will unfold. So the movie starts off with a little bit of overview and evolution. You know, humans did stuff and they evolved from things. Yeah. And now this is where we're at. And this is a theme that is noted at the beginning, never really brought up again, thought of at the end to tie some things in. You can skip <laughs> right over. I, I absolutely forgot this is how this movie opened. The That's beginning of this movie sucks. Yeah, it's it's su- like five forgot. minutes of exposition and boring nonsense. Yeah, you'd be in like Ben uh, Stein's science room in the Wonder Years, like evolution started with man. And then there was like some like terrible animations and pictures. It was awesome. So right, we, big test. we find out Harry is, I'm going to, I'm going to do names tonight. I'm going to give it a whirl. Harry is in a, it's Harry, right? Yeah. yeah. It's Harry. Okay. He's in a museum. I don't, I don't know why, but he's in a museum watching one of those like for kids demonstrations. Um, and he, he is also talking over this whole scene. Like, I mean, not, it's like, he's not talking. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I, I want to note, okay. I thought he was like the paid curator of the situation yeah. that he's yeah. leading. You don't like, know what's going on. Yeah. You, you think he's leading a tour guide and kids groups, etc. Right. He's like interacting with people's children, <laughs> but he's not. So we're later told that he's just playing like the trombone and like a jazz band. That's yeah. He's, he's in like big bad voodoo daddy or, or something. He's kind of dressed like California. a curator though. I would have taken it that he was, well, he was dressed like a huge nerd. Yeah. yeah. Or, right. But he's like, interact. He's like, ah, kids. And he's like making these jokes. And I even made a note, like, I bet he makes those jokes every day. And then I'm like, Oh wait, he doesn't work. <laughs> this guy doesn't work here. <laughs> right. But the whole time there's just him doing voiceovers. Like I'm just lost in a sea of blah, blah, blah. It's taken me 30 years to find the right girl. Right. And now <laughs> I can't find her anymore. La Brea tar pits. I don't know. <laughs> And, my, and well, much like the evolution uh, in and out that we see, uh, that narration is only going to come back at the very end. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, Anthony Edwards, we have you on contract. You owe us five more hours. It is going to be in a vocal booth. Um, we're out of time. Well, I didn't do the whole movie. Well, I'm not paying you more. <laughs> right. But he's now he's in the museum and fucking with people's kids. But he's also that doesn't me- sound right. meeting. Oh, OK, uh, sure. Uh, not. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Shut up. But he's also meeting a woman who is also at the museum for reasons that are never explained. That's right. Wasn't um, and not I really, also, not really. They're just stalking each other right, like weirdos yeah. in the museum. Yeah, I also thought that she's so a little cat and mouse, like but it's a little cat and cat curator or like there with kids on a field trip but she's also just like blending into the background and can't tell if she works there or she's with someone so they're just both there randomly bothering people yeah and like spying on each other and making cutesy faces and and the voiceover continues like oh you never find a girl my age who knows who like jimmy spatz is or what i'm guessing (laughs) was like a musician jazz jazz musician yeah yeah um yeah so i mean I know this is not really like in in fashion right now, but I, you know, we're starting a new year, 2023. And I say come to the Denver museums. Uh, We have plenty of beautiful museums and play little peekaboo games with strangers. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a hot hit. It's uh, it's like laser tag without having to buy something. You you peek around the corner, you make faces at children, you whisper n- little nothings to people at museums, like I'm gonna kill you in your purse, and you walk you walk off. People love it. It's just like an interactive like exhibit that we put on here, and right. 
And that's that's what I do. I and then then he buys a a, a prism cube or a little who the yeah <laughs> who the fuck a glass I don't know <laughs> like, like out of all the things that a kid or anyone would want. Sorry, I just thought back to like being a child at these museum gift shops. Like hey, like I'm going for the ice cream, uh, the dried ice cream, the uh, the astronaut ice cream. Mm-hmm. Duh, mm-hmm. duh, duh. Like I'm right. going that uh, nine times out of ten. Stuffed animals, whatever. He picks up a stupid piece of glass. Like <laughs> it is probably thirty dollars in 1988, and it's a stupid piece right. of glass that he could just. Well, <laughs> that's because this guy is a fucking chode. Um, at, at this point, there has still been no dialogue in this movie. We 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 now cut to like he's playing his trombone at some kind of outdoor. Oh, he was playing his trombone. He was playing. Right? Okay, so I, what we find out <laughs> maybe sort of is that he's a musician who's traveling to L.A. to play trombone in whatever band. He's staying at a hotel. Who the fuck knows? The voiceover continues like she's an old fashioned girl. She brought her father to the to our date, and it's like her and her grandfather or something like watching him play trombone. It's fucking weird. Oh, he watched him play trombone. Yeah. Well, okay. And so let's continue with the sexual innuendo. We now have the first couple lines of the movie and it's him, the grandfather and this woman walking back to her apartment or whatever. And the grandfather's like, can I buy you kids a tube steak? <laughs> Wait. And I want to go back to one of his transitions of, uh, of his narrations. As we said, it, you know, that comes and goes. And Mike is right. Like, like, oh uh, yeah. Like she, like she was a, she was a, like a like a simple woman but with like future tastes like a, something like that like she's a, she's a connoisseur of all things but he starts off with fate's a funny thing i'm like you piece of shit <laughs> shut oh, up yeah. like are yeah. you serious like and then he's like destiny brought us together but when your transition when your opening transition is fate's a funny thing you keep that to yourself. You keep that mm-hmm. so deep down, unless you're like five and under, yeah. then that's adorable. Yeah. But like, if you're an adult saying that, like that's when you're like, that's awesome. I secretly dialed 911 on my cell phone while sure. you told me that mm-hmm. <laughs> the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. Also, it's Fate worth pointing <laughs> out that this woman has the worst haircut I've ever seen. Uh, she e- looks like Sting. Even for the 80s. She has, so throwback like Sting to, meets Bono. Throwback to last week, she has the same haircut as the boy from... Uh, rare exports. I don't see the problem. She has the haircut of a twelve-year-old boy from Finland. <laughs> when when I when you go to cost cutters, I don't know what's the problem. It's like a terrible <laughs> mullet transitions into like goes with the gozerian kind of flat top thing. It's rough. It's it's when, not when you go to becoming. cost cutters and you have a coupon for a fin flat. <laughs> uh-huh. You get a and, fin flat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hashtag fin flat. <laughs> They're gonna love us in Finland. We're yeah. gonna be blowing it up. Yeah, we'll we'll all get the haircut. <laughs> we won't know. <laughs> Let's all do it together. I just want to go last. <laughs> First, then last. Uh huh. Okay. So we're we're now talking. Grandfather's gone off to get tube steaks. Uh, G1. Yes, this is G1. Grandpa. Yes. Grandpa. And then uh, the grandmother shows up. Gotta get some fine tube steaks. She does not say that. <laughs> um, she's talking about some kind of health food casserole that she's made. Oh, yeah. Go up. Uh, he's heard all about the health food mm-hmm. casserole. Just go upstairs and heat it up. Yeah. And the woman's like, well, here's the balloon. Right. There's a balloon. balloon. Like a senile woman yes. walking around with a balloon. And then Harry's like, well, what about the old tube steaks? And then mm-hmm. it, we, we pan back over to the Trombone. grandfather off in the, in the distance. And he just goes, ah. All trombones and tomb stakes in this movie. And we, we find out that the grandparents haven't spoken in 15 years, but they live next door to each other. 
Or like it next door in buildings. Yeah, it's like buildings two, two buildings in the same like apartment complex. It is three buildings in yeah, LA. Who, uh, I have never personally, outside of being at the uh, LAX airports, I've never been to like the the residential areas. But from my understanding, the three buildings that everyone lives at are just beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, okay, so let, I have a question for you guys now. Is it tube steak related? It is it, no, it, no, it's not. How long? What what has been the time duration of this movie so far? Like, did they meet this morning at a museum? Have they? Have we been watching like their relationship grow over a number of dates? I, I my 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 guess is honestly this: this is two dates. Uh, there is the museum day, and then this is the next day. So, okay, we, like if I really had to guess, museum day was like date one. Yeah, and this then it was is like date me, number two that yes. he that she brought her fucking grandfather to. Because yeah. she also later says like she's gonna screw his brains out on date three. Oh, yeah, okay. They're, that's they're about how to go on day three. Assume that it was date three. Yeah. date number. Because because there, there's a lot, and I understand why Mike's asking because he doesn't know anything about her. Like he doesn't really know her last name, where she lives, a phone number, like. It's a lot of like mysteries. Well, he um, even, so when they're talking about where the grandparents live, she's like, oh yeah, she, my grandmother lives in this building, apartment 308. The key code to get in is this. And he's like, oh neat. Where do you live? She's like somewhere else. Yeah, another, oh, yeah. another, <laughs> another building. Like she's being real dodgy far, about it. Yeah, that dodginess was kind of alluding to maybe she was homeless or maybe she was somebody she didn't appear to be like maybe rich princess or I didn't know why she said it like that. Like, oh, I live in another. Yeah, Maybe because, far away. but yeah, but then like she's she's going to work. She's like a night waitress at a diner, and she's like, you know, I'll see you at twelve fifteen. You better take a nap because you're gonna need all the energy you can get. Because I don't. She's she says I'm gonna like fuck the blue out of your eyes or something like that. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was a real sweet moment. But <laughs> I mean, a, it, a poem. was it that or something <laughs> I mean, it's, it's adjacent? Pretty, okay. Yeah, it was pretty. pretty no, no one pretty wrote it It's fuck something out of you. I didn't. I don't want the words in my own head. It's a third day. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I don't need 15 years from now. My daughter's like picking up journals and like, oh my god, what are these things? I'm like, I swear to God, it was about the movie Miracle Mile. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. And, okay. And, and she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, it's on a podcast. She's like, that is, podcasts aren't even real. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've been in a room with no microphones talking to yourself for these last 15 years. Paul, we're not real. None right. of this is real. I know. Just like her haircut, that woman's haircut. <laughs> that, was all, oh. that was all too real. Okay. Now, let's, let's, I want to make a side note. Oh, so yeah. I am actually reading compliments to myself in my notes. So I really feel good about that. That's a weird flex. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like, dear Paul, like you son of a bitch, like you did it this time. So there's a lot of um, like kind of like uh, almost non sequitur shots of nature sometimes or like like some transitional shots of like, hey, then I was going to go meet her at the diner. But then you see like downtown L.A. and stuff and this music keeps playing. It's like very rhythmic and it's very uh, synthed out. And I'm like, wow. This totally reminds me of Tangerine Dreams soundtrack and Risky Business. <laughs> yeah. Who did of. it? And then I saw It's Tangerine, Tangerine Dream. Dream. And, I was like, and I was like, hell yes to me. That's in my note. I'm sure it's Ramar. It is. Hell yes to me. It really does say that. And he underlined it all. I did underline it. I, <laughs> hell yes to me. 
because it sounds like it is cut right from Risky Business. Um, so I like the soundtrack, the entirety of this film. Yeah, the like soundtrack is good. Yeah, soundscape soundtrack. It's yeah. not like songs or anything. It's more just to set the mood perfectly for this movie. Yeah, like no heavy drums or anything like this. The percussion is more like a like a ticker, like that, 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 like here and there, but just like really like. He said deep synth is like yeah. But there's like a, a little bit of sense of urgency, like that that ticker is going off. Like, hey, it's kind of night. It's a little more tranquil, but like you got to get going. Um, I like it. it. For me, it works. It fit this film perfect. It doesn't like I could see it set more for a science fiction film or something more, not really fantasy, but more sci-fi esque, more of this apocalyptic movie. It, it fits pretty good. I love it. Yeah, it, it definitely works. How many trombone fantasies have you each had? Today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Was that a note to yourself as well? No, I did okay. not write hell yes to me on that one. <laughs> but I thought it. <laughs> We're all thinking about it. Um, so they're going to the, their third date? Yeah, so they're going to the third date. He Harry's at his hotel, like, smoking a cigarette on the patio. He... he fl- <laughs> He, there's there's more fucking exposition here. Uh, he flicks his cigarette into like a bird's nest. I think. I think on a on a woman feeding pigeons. No, I. So no, yeah, he, he's happened. like okay, yeah. He flicked, he's smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and he flicked it, and then a bird took it. The bird took it. And yeah, carried it to a nest. Okay, because in my notes, it, it, like he he's like chuckling to himself, and he glances down, and there's this woman feeding birds, and it looks like he flicks a cigarette right at this chick. Well, it really well, did. Kind, kind of because he takes like one or two drags at most of this kind of very lengthy right. penguin-esque cigarette, laughs, and yeah. it's just like, doesn't like flick it like like a smoker would, just kind of like underhand chucks it, just yeah. kind of like, there you go, cigarette, like <laughs> off into the wilderness. Yeah. Be free. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I, I guess I missed, I was writing, I guess, the, the bird takes it and brings it to its nest, because the bird's fucking nest, stupid. And that's where that little flyer... Oh, he turned your head up and saw the flyer. That's where it happened. Yeah, I saw the fire. So he he he's back in his room. He's he's getting stoked up for his twelve fifteen date, uh, and he sets an alarm. It's nine o'clock now. I think he sets an alarm, goes to sleep. Yeah, I mean the the plan was like go go to the hotel, like take a shower, take a nap. Um, why are you going to bed at like nine thirty at this point in time? Like, what, like my thought was like take your nap at like six. Well, he was with her probably, and he wanted to. He needed it's, to it's rest seemed, up because she was going to do dirty fucking on him later. Well, I mean, I get, so like, when would she get there? So she, I mean, she probably started at like four. You know that, I, okay. I guess Cause, I, cause, I, I, mean, I didn't I, think I, about I, the I, time I, frame. I didn't do the math, but yeah. I mean, until just now, but like when they got there, it was super light out. I mean, it just looked like afternoon yeah. and she's well, like, I mean, go shower and like stuff. I'm like, like, dude, like go eat lunch, take a nap, watch, like watch TV, take a nap, yeah. get up at like seven probably take another shower eat dinner and then go see her like yeah because uh, if she's getting done at work at at 12 15 she, she's probably getting there yeah like four or five in the right, afternoon. Right. yeah <laughs> she's not working like a three-hour shift maybe i don't know um but it, it all goes to hell because the cigarette in the bird's nest was it shorted out some wires and the power goes out in the hotel and uh 
Yeah, <laughs> womp, womp, womp. So eventually the alarm does go off, but it's like 345. He gets up, he's, he's thinking like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get my, my dick wet. I'm putting on my tie. But like the TV has that like end of the night, uh, like <laughs> star spangled banner. <laughs> yeah, I was, trying, I, was, I, was, I didn't even figure out the phrase. I wrote the note like it was like the, the, the TV signal like radio pattern. I yeah. Like the, like the test yeah, pattern yeah, the, that turns on. Yeah. It's midnight. like, it's like in poltergeist, you know, or, or if it's back to the future, then it's a howdy doody comes out. It's howdy doody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, it, but you know, now, now we kind of cut to the, to the diner, uh, whatever the fuck it's called. It has a really dope spinning hamburger sign. Um, and what, what's and, this? and a giant clock and a giant clock. And, and yeah. I do want to note that clock because they do make subtle, uh, like panned shots yeah, to it. This clock is like the countdown clock. Yeah, this it, movie. and it's kind of cool because yeah. it it is kind of happening in real time. Um, and I'm I'm, sure. I'm impressed with that because uh, Harry does go in at one point in time. You see it. He comes out, and it's like seven minutes have literally passed. And I had to think. I was like, yeah, that would probably be about yeah. seven minutes. It, like, it, good for you. It's worth pointing out that like the duration of this movie is like the real time that this movie takes place. Now, I was saying at that like, point, start, starting, starting yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. So it's been like flashbacks and like, Hey, the last, maybe as Mike noted, like how long has this been going on? I'm guessing again, the two days, right. Like, so a like day, another day. It, so starting at three 45, when he realizes what time it is, this is kind of now happening in real time with the exception being that the things that happen in this movie would take way longer than they take in this movie. Yeah. So actually it's kind of interesting that we're noting this all finding, like finding a place in sync because I do feel, although very short lived, his experiences in the diner, totally reminiscent of the twilight zone. There's even a twilight zone episode where they're all at a diner. Like there's like all these people are characters. You get like the two construction workers, you get the, what appears the uptight businesswoman. You get this uh, flight attendant that seems kind of like shady. You get the like stereotypical waitress and cook. You get this guy who's now about to get a phone call, and it's like now like tick tock, tick tock, mm-hmm. like things are happening. Um, but it, this this idea is also short lived, um, right? But yeah, basically he rolls up and he knows that uh, these people know who Julie is. Right. Oh, one, one thing that should be mentioned because it does become a plot point later. So flashback to twelve sixteen when Julie walks out of the restaurant, all tarted up and ready to go. Um, and there's no one there. She goes home and immediately is so distraught that she takes a Valium. Oh yeah. And goes to bed Yeah, as one does. Um, but yeah, so now it's, it's, it's like four o'clock in the morning. Um, Harry's going into the diner and wondering, like, hey, is she here? No, she's not. Okay. Do you need anything? I'll take a gyro and eggs. Yeah, he's got his gyro and eggs. <laughs> and um, a big tall glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um he uh yeah, and like there's the yeah, there's the high powered business lady, there's the weird Denise Crosby. The l- l- Lieutenant Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they didn't do her makeup any differently. You know? No, she's, <laughs> she's the same person. She's like, do you know like who I am? Tasha yeah. Yar. Tasha Yar mm-hmm. from Star Trek, Next Generation. Like, this is just how I do my hair. You can fucking take it or leave it. Um, so he orders his his Jiro omelet or whatever. Uh, and he goes outside and he tries to call her on the payphone. He leaves a message. Uh, he goes to buy a paper. But then as he's walking back, the phone starts ringing. And he's like, Hmm. And he ends up picking it up. So I, in my mind, it's like, did 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 he think she was calling him? That back? was my thought. That was my thought. Because he looked confused. But if I left someone a message on a 
and I was calling but, from but, my payphone. But she knows where he's at. I thought of this too. Like she's like, oh, he's at the diner, and if he's outside at the payphone, I might just know that right. number. Or maybe she's star sixty nine. Is that a thing? Star sixty nine back then. Yeah, from nineteen eighty eight. But but again, I mean again, but like maybe she even called the diner and they're like, oh, he's at the payphone. Like yeah. she could have. Like I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point in time, no one in outside my, of Tasha Yar has a mobile phone. Right, that was my thought too. Because <laughs> she's from Star Trek. Sure. So. But uh, so he he picks up the phone, and now now we have the conversation that leads to the the plot of this movie. This totally changes the entire tone of the film. Correct. Like, yeah. like, this like, is like a lighthearted kind of yeah, rom-com romp up until this point. Yeah, the overdub narration's like, that was the best day of my life. I fell in love, and I was at a museum being a big old creep creep, and creeping up on her face, and I bought a piece of glass prism, and then, like, all that. Like, that goes away, because he's like, I played jazz, and I wear knickknacks, and I'm a paddywax. <laughs> like, he, he is a paddywax. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he gets this call, and it, it, the call Paul's super sad. It's like, Dad, Dad, remember the thing I told you about? Remember the thing I told you? Like, that is happening. And, like, uh, Harry's like, what are you talking about? And it turns out this guy is calling from a military missile silo. And he's like, we've launched missiles. I'm in North Dakota. And they're going to get to you in about 75 minutes. Like, basically, get the F out. Go. I'm warning you. And, like, yeah. Harry, Harry's like, no, like, this is a prank. Like, you can't prank people like this. It's probably against the law. And he's like, no, no. And then he's like, wait, who is this? He's like, you've got to tell my dad. Like, I called the wrong area code. They confirm it's the right number because I do note something. They confirm it's the right number. He's like, oh, my God, I called the wrong area code. Um, You've got to tell my dad. And then all of a sudden you're like, what are you doing in here? What's going on? He's like, oh, I'm just fixing everything. The cable's okay. And then it's like, pop, 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 like a gun's like the dude's clearly gunned down. And then like weird people get on the line. Yeah, there's like a, a stern voice like, who is this? Forget everything you just heard and go back to sleep. Yeah, like, that's that's super X Files. I'm not surprised mm-hmm. this guy wrote for the X Files at all, <laughs> right? Because it's kind of like funny, you know, like this really dark, like, are you serious way? Like, uh, oh, okay, Mister. Like, I'm just gonna go back. Oh, those are gunshots of people screaming, right? Like, no problem. I'll just, I guess, I had one too many at the diner with my right. gyro and eggs. <laughs> well, sp- speaking of one too many at the diner, so he hangs up the phone and he walks directly into the door like a fucking bird. <laughs> so this does come back around. I just know I'm going to forget because I didn't write the notes here. Okay. One of my thoughts was this is all going to escalate and get weird, but I'm like, but you knew the real number. You never tried to call that guy's dad. And I am sort of kind of half proven wrong later. But for the duration of most of this film, they do not try to relay that message. And Correct. I thought that was kind of shitty because I was like, if you actually truly believe what's going on, some dude just called you. You basically got a lottery ticket and that dude died to get you that message. And his last words to you were like, tell my dad. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. that's messed up. Like, his his name was Chip. By yeah, the way. It was Chip. <laughs> um, so, ahoy. so he, he, after he recovers from walking to the door, he goes back into the diner. The per, the pervy construction guys are creeping on Tasha Yar real bad, but their game is super weak. The fat one's like, Hey, didn't I see you in the naked bowling alley yesterday? And she's like, I, I, I don't even know what the fuck that means. No one does. No one does. Mm-hmm. He's trying to eat his, uh, his eggs and Jiro, but his, his, his nose is bleeding into it. Yeah, that was really gross. It was really gross. I th- at first, like I thought, cause you, you see the eggs and it, like there's dribbles of red. I was like, Oh, he's throwing some, some Cholula on there. No, but he no, has a cocaine nose. Yeah. He has cocaine nose. Well, he probably broke it walking into that goddamn door. Yeah. Sure. Um, and now he kind of starts freaking out. He's like, the waitress comes to bring him coffee and he grabs her arm. Um, 
He gets real grabby. Yeah, he gets real grabby. And he's like, does anyone in here have a son in a missile silo? (laughs) And everyone's like, okay. (laughs) Tasha Yar is kind of like, her interest is peaked now. Yeah, she's she's got a raised eyebrow. Yeah, she's like, missile silo. This isn't the the typical hobo rant I'm used to at this diner. But then the pervy construction worker chimes in, who the fuck is this bozo? (laughs) He's really freaking out. Which is what everyone, yeah, is thinking. Uh, the the owner of this don I think he's the owner. He w- he was kind of Fred. Like, Fred, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assuming I assume he's the I. Well, at first you see he is the cook, but after a couple lines, I assume yeah. he's the cook slash owner of this establishment. Yeah, he's like he's not. And I believe the place is called Jonathan's or something. Or something Johnny's. like that. Johnny's. Yeah, he he's not stoked about this. He's he's coming out and like. You see, he, he gets all up in Tasha Yar's face. He's like, we talked about this and you told me that if this ever <laughs> right. happened, like, whoa. Well, Ta- Tasha Yar is now on her cell phone. So Tasha Yar walks in and she has this dope, like silver briefcase and she opens it up and there's like a computer and a cell phone in it. Lamar, metal briefcase. <laughs> I'll meet you at midnight. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this movie is highlighting in 1988. If you've got a mobile cell phone. God damn, you could rule the world. Everyone believes everything. And like, she's like, even like part of this conversation is like, well, how would you know that? She's like, well, I dated a guy who knew some stuff. <laughs> right. I was like, what? So the owner like runs to the cash register, grabs a gun, and he just starts blasting. Yeah, he jumps on the <laughs> counter. Um, when we normally take uh, screenshots and post them on some of the, uh, I don't know, the platforms, like what would be like, um, what's our main one that we post like the web page through? Like red circle, yeah. Like that. That shows like the picture, and then like we post on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Th- those are the screenshots we take, and I was good, I was trying to get that one, but I just couldn't really get the angle where Fred just immediately is. He's done with. Fred goes from cooking gyro and eggs <laughs> to I am on a counter with a handgun shooting it in the ceiling pretty quickly. Like, yeah, he he. It, he it all escalates very quickly. Um, Someone yells, I knew they'd pull this shit. I think it was one of the construction workers. Um, but, but yeah, so like this, this is now going from like, there's a crazy guy in the diner ranting about this to, oh shit, Tasha Yar thinks this is legit. Yeah, Tasha Yar is like checking in on like senators and like, right. well, well, why is one not here? And that's like super weird. Right. And then Fred is filling up a shopping cart with all of the canned food in the world. And I swear to God, three-fourths of it is canned corn. Yeah, it's a lot of corn. Um, Tasha Yar talks to Harry. She's like, repeat to me exactly what was said in this. Thor he, Arthur? Thor Arthur. He, he's like babbling, but he's, he says something about Thor Arthur. And that that's like her trigger. She's like, okay, that's code for something I know. This is the real deal. Um, Fred, load up your catering van with creamed corn. We got to get the fuck to the helipad. Yeah. Um, so Harry is like, no, I got to find the girl. Uh, Everyone else is getting into the catering van. Tasha Yar is like, we're going to Antarctica. Yar. Antarctica. Did I say that? Yeah. Yar. Yar. <laughs> um, she's like, hey, random waitress and construction worker, make a list of scientists and leaders because we want to get them to come. <laughs> and like, obviously, the, the waitress from the night shift at the diner knows all the scientists I, and leaders. I'm also call. pretty sure they're in a food truck. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. like a catering van. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, really weird it, no it's super weird but they can seat apparently like 12 of them yeah, oh, they're, yeah they're all crammed in there it's fine yeah later i mean yeah so it's like clown cars of vehicles because <laughs> later what people are trying to put into a helicopter <laughs> oh, no it, it, oh, yeah. it, it includes like 
12 of those like comically office-sized water cooler jugs of water like i'm not even no, joking. That, that's very like, that amongst yeah. other things like we we've got to get that and, and and apparently boxes of chips that kurt fuller will tell us yeah about. well we'll we'll meet him later yeah. um harry's freaking out because he, he's got to go get the girl so he, he's running to his car which someone steals randomly yeah the, the, okay so this is when i know i want to know two times because i don't take it all all the time so at 406 He's in the diner, and then he's like, uh, his nose is like bleeding. And at, I just saw it. It was, oh no, I lost it. Um, four fourteen. They're back outside because they show the clock again. Okay, so in eight minutes, he's gone from receiving a phone call to rallying everyone to Antarctica in a food truck. Right, but like <laughs> it is happening in real time, and I am yeah. very impressed. Like as 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 disjointed as some of this movie is, like this is kind of impressive. That yeah. like really things are picking up, and like once people realize what's happening, like no one's messing around. It's like tick tock, tick tock. Like we're totally doing it. And this is when I know that. Clearly, everyone is involved. Like, there's all these people. I'm like, oh, like, no one decided, like, maybe we should call that other area code and let this dad know. Or maybe we could find out more information about it. Because we do know the number, just we got to plug in the other area code. Right. Um, but no. No, yeah, no one gives a shit about this guy. They're, they're loading the cream corn up. Um, I don't know who or why the car was stolen, uh, but it, just, it was. Do we grow corn in Colorado? Like, is that, like, a thing? I don't know. I want to be sponsored by corn in Colorado. So if you are a farmer and harvester of corn, um, and for all of you who want to know more about baby corn, let's talk about it. (laughs) So take that. Take that world. Waiting for some free corn. Yeah. (laughs) I think we all are. No, I don't want that corn. No one wants the corn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we do. Okay. We're sponsored by we, it. Yeah, so. no, we'll change our mind <laughs> for money. Um, Imagine this. You know those ice luges like people do like like vodka and tequila off of like like the like drinking ice luges? Mm-hmm. Imagine just some nice cream corn going down one. And uh, yeah. Is that, the, is that the bodice shot you were telling me about earlier? There was so much oh. bodice talk about this. Uh, bodice, not this novice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, okay, so his car gets stolen, and he's like, I need a ride to pick up Julie in the catering van. And Harry's like, no. Oh, what's the what's the owner's name? Fred? Fred. Fred. Fred's like, fuck, fine, get in the goddamn van. But he's not driving to Julie's house, and, and Harry realizes this. Um, he's like, I'm not turning around, fuck you, you can jump out. Uh, so yeah. he, he does. Well, yeah. He does. And he, 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 this is a really weird move. So he has a handgun. So he... he flings it like yeah, where did swat- he get the handgun yeah i don't know like out of the van and he, he flings so i understand that like if you want the gun you're not just gonna maybe jump with it because you might accidentally like shoot yourself yeah he just throws yeah. the gun out but, of the but, van. He, but he throws it like like it's not in his dominant hand like he's swatting a fly like right eh. i'm like um i would maybe kind of like fling it out like like i'm throwing a frisbee a little bit so imagine like you're jumping out of the back of a moving van i'd probably frisbee throw it a little bit yeah it's really I, bad for guns to do that i would also kneel crouch and kind of jump out and kind of i know this sounds crazy but if you're new to this i would kneel and roll yeah i would be i'd prepare to kind of like roll out of there he i anthony Edwards seems like he's at least six feet tall. He seems tall. He seems like six mm-hmm. and like, like four or something. He just stands up erect and just jumps out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, Jackson's like Jackson's right out of there. Yeah. yeah. And also probably you could tell the driver guy, like, could you slow down for five seconds? He probably <laughs> right. would have done it just yeah. to get you out of the car. Like 
you could have said something, but he the throws the gun, gun out like it was made out of hot lava. And <laughs> yeah. who was driving? It was, it was Fred. Fred yeah. was oh, driving. Okay. Yeah. yeah, where? No, no, legit. Where did he get the gun? I don't know. Was was it it oh no, it was Fred's gun. How did he? I don't know why he oh, got yeah, it from he, Fred. Oh. But yeah, that was the gun right. that Fred got from the cash <laughs> I, register. I don't remember. I, admittedly, I thought yeah. the same. I was writing some notes. Yeah, whatever. So he jumps out. He he fucks his glasses all up. He the gun's kind of broken a little bit. He's all fucked up, um, and uh, he kind of he's laying on the street, and he there's a car coming. So he gets up and he points. So the, you think? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the first car it turns out to be two motorcycles, fake out. But then there's another car. With Wilson. With Wilson. And Harry. Just like, just like home improvements. He's going to improve your life. He, and he does, briefly. He dishes out some philosophies. He. Is Wilson the guy in the backyard? Yeah. Okay. And he's also the tennis ball face. No, the what? volleyball face. Oh, from <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah. From, okay. From Wilson the movie. Wilson the movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wilson, Wilson, no, yeah okay. Wilson hand face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, um, hey, so Mike, it's me, Wilson. But he, so he he carjacks this fucking guy, um, Wilson. And it, during the carjacking, he kind of squeals off the road, and like his trunk pops open. It's full of car stereos, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy's kind of freaking out. He's like, "What? Wh- who? What do you do? Like, what are we doing?" I'm pretty sure there's heavy-handed racism with when he talks about the companies that a guy's like. I got Sony, I got Mitsubishi, I got Flipchi, I got oh, Bipchi. He, like, so I wrote a note about this. He's got Nakamichi. Uh, Nakamichi. Yeah, and so like 22-year-old me would have been fucking stoked about that. Those were top quality. That was the car stereo to have yeah. back then, yeah. Um, I would have been all over that. Was it made in Nakatomi Tower? Probably. Nice. Um, yeah. You would have bought off of Wilson back in the day. I, I mean, if, if that game. opportunity presented itself, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I would have had a new car stereo in my 1987 Saab. I, I assume because, you know, Finland can't get on board with their coolness. Um, but I assume most of Hollywood listens to Rabbit Troop Sucks. That, Wilson, if you're out there listening to this, um, I assume you probably have access to real-life stereos. So if you could write us and you want to be on here and you want to talk to Mike about that, let's let's work out a deal. That'd be great. We're open to guests. I feel like that might be racist. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> you think he's still got those stereos? Probably. Um, yeah, he might. <laughs> They're hard to move. No one wants the Nakamichi anymore. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to drive to find Julie. Um and he's like, do you have enough gas to do this? Because we got to go get this chick. Then we got to go to the helipad. Um, he's like, no, I don't have any gas. I just have car stereos. Uh, so he, he's like, here's a gas station. Go to this one. But it's like one of those cab specific gas stations. If you're a younger listener, car stereos were like the Bitcoin of today. Yeah. That, you know, you just had car stereos like, oh, my God, he's got an empire of car stereos. This guy was paid to record an album with car stereos. Right. Also, if you're younger, a cab uh, back in the day, it's like an Uber, but it was more expensive. You couldn't call it on an app and they never came. There you go. It was also yellow. It was also yellow. Um, but so they pull into this cab, this cab gas station. Um, this, this actually reminds me of Chicago. Um, Cause uh, Wilson's like, Hey man, he's not going to give us gas. Right. And, I think normally people would be like, that's weird, but there, I've been to parts of Chicago that was like, yeah, dude, like, 
you better like get out of your car and lay bills across like the floor because no one in their right mind is going to open the gas tank for you or like even like more contemporary times flick a switch behind their bulletproof like little like cubby like th this is all for show like i don't even know why this gas station exists like it might be like mandated by law but that's kind of where they're at. And the dude running it's a total weirdo. Well, I mean, I think sawed it's off shotgun. where the cabs go to get gas. Probably reasonable for them. Well, I guess that makes more sense. I mean, I think that's what it was. Okay. Like, that's it's a cab station. That's, oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a gas station for cabs specifically. Oh, it, it, it just looks like this dude was just like, if anyone rolls up, I'm going to kill you. No, no. Yeah, it, it was like a yellow cab specific gas station. Right. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, so they pull up. Rabbit Troop Sucks was brought to you by Yellow Cab? Yeah. Call us. We'll talk about it. I don't. Are you relevant? Every once in a while, I see a Metro Cab, but it's like, it's not like a Crown Vic or anything you would expect or a Prius. It's just like someone's car. It's got like crayon written yeah, on it. like one a month. Yeah, they're, this is they're out there, I guess. A clear indication that things are awry in a cab. Maybe they were like... 303-333-333-333. Or maybe they're reliving like a Roger Rabbit fantasy. I just drive around. <laughs> maybe, uh -huh. yeah. You drive around, you do enough drugs, you could imagine anything. You're like, hey, Roger. And you're like, That's exactly what's happening in those cabs. <laughs> right. You could do enough de Jessica Rabbit to fly off into eternity. <laughs> like a strain of weed. It probably is. I don't know anything about those things or about the happenings of the Colorado, Colorado residential areas. I... What? Shame. Okay. <laughs> For shame. All right. So they, they got out of the car. Uh, Harry Hans, uh, what's his name? Tromba. Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Harry Hans Wilson, uh, 20 bucks, says, hey, just like get this guy to put some gas in the car. I'm going to go call grandpa. Um, this, so this, this dude comes out of the cab office with like a shotgun. And he's not fucking stoked about it. I think of this. maybe that's what disarmed me. That this dude comes out and he is like in a, like a leather vest. He's got a sawed off shotgun. He's like, hey. He's like, hey man, like I this dude is making me get gas. He's like, I'm not gonna do it. He's like, he said he would give you this twenty dollars and then pay you fifty for gas. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the minute money's brought into us, he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, also, yeah. Also, this is gonna change really quickly. And yeah, this, this scene gets right. bonkers real quick. <laughs> yeah. so, so Harry's talking to Grandpa. He's like, "Hey, wake up your fucking wife." Yeah. I met you earlier today. I know this is a crazy request, but some weird stuff's going. You need to literally like wake up your wife. You've never talked to her, and wake up Julie. I'll meet you basically outside. You have five minutes. Let's go. Crazy. Right. Um, and as he's making this call, some fucking police officers show up because they're driving by and they see leather guy with a shotgun walking around and they're like fuck you are no i'm gonna slow this down a little bit so the police are like whoop whoop and they like they siren up oh yeah and, and they roll up and they're slowly rolling up and right they slowly get out of the car yeah they're just checking it and out. and the leather dude is like oh my god i'm gonna get five years for this gun <laughs> this guy had like five minutes to like just put it behind right yeah something. he could have easily like, he is holding it with two hands like 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 the pump and like the handle, like two handed looking at the police officer. Well, also in it. So yeah, he says, I'm going to get five years for this gun. And Wilson's like, I'm going to get 10 years for what's in my fucking trunk. Yeah. Um, what, was the, what was the company? Nakamichi. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. could sponsor us. Yeah. So, Nakamichi. I don't, yeah. Um, but also 
my, my thought was, so you are someone who works at the facility that you are at mm -hmm. and someone who is clearly not supposed to be there, AKA someone who isn't a cab is there being weird. Like, I feel like if the cops show up, you'd be like, Hey, I work here. This is a cab gas station. I don't know what this dude's doing here. Maybe help me out. Is that is but, it illegal to have a sawed off shotgun? Yeah, he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna get ten well, years for this gun." No, I mean, and that that's that's fair, but like, he he immediately jumped to being like concerned about his position. Like, that's I, I feel like he had a little bit of negotiating room. He there. did. <laughs> like, okay, I know I'm not supposed to have this gun. But... He seemed like right. the one that would just go for the gun first and then ask questions Lamar, later. Yes. Right, yes. but but anyway, the, the cops pull in. That's why I was hired for the job. That was on his resume. <laughs> yes, it was. What are what are some of your strengths? I will go for the gun and ask questions <laughs> later. What are some of your weaknesses? I keep secrets too tightly. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, he could negotiate with these cops. You can negotiate anything with a sawed-off shotgun. If video games taught me anything, it was that. Yeah, that's true. You can. <laughs> well, speaking of coming in full cocked, the cops get out of the car, guns out, ready to party. <laughs> oh, Trombone. Um, and they're like, hey, what the fuck's going on? Wilson's response to this is to wait, 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 wait. I, I, I want to put this in Dungeons and Dragons terms. Oh, and I've good. probably, I've probably said this before on this podcast. I'll let Mike describe what Wilson does, but it's, you call out an action in Dungeons and Dragons and you roll the dice and you know, your dungeon master is like, okay, so you want to do, you want to get bananas. You want to get bonkers roll dice, da -da -da. dice roll. Oh crap, this dude just rolled a 19. Like, not a 20, he rolled a 19. Now your dungeon master is locked into the situation. And I'll let Mike describe what Wilson pulls off because this was an all or nothing move. This was, you were gonna die probably, but you're not, oh my God, because you just rolled a 19, but everyone else is gonna die. Yeah. So w Wilson has a saving throw here. And he, he's got the gas nozzle in his hand. And he just starts spraying the cops with gas. Like Zoolander at the gas like, station. Yeah, like they're having a gasoline fight. Um, and the cops are alarmed, but he doesn't like attempt to set them on fire. He's just trying to create a diversion. One of the cops shoots the gun. It kind of backfires or something. It, it just, just, it ignites. It, like, yeah, it, it, the hammer yeah. against the bullet right, itself it, it creates ignites. a spark, ignites mm -hmm. on her sleeves. Right, and this, this poor gas uh, police officer is in flames. The other cop is like, Oh fuck. They'll I don't also spray them. Right. He's like, I don't know what to do to help you. Cause I am also covered in gasoline. He also catches on fire and <laughs> everything fucking explodes. So Wilson and Harry steal the cop car and drive off. He's like, I had to spray him with gas. They didn't give me a choice. Yeah. This is a crazy move. Um, because yeah, Harry gets in the cop car cause it's open. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of understand like, la like you're just like frantically. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. You're doing what you so gotta he do. Backs up kind of drives around. And I like it. He does come back and picks up Wilson. He's yeah. like, get in. And he's like, you're going to be one of the lucky ones in all of this. Yeah. So while they're in the car, Wilson and Harry basically make a deal. He's like, well, I need to go get someone. And Wilson's like, well, if all this stuff is happening and they get, now they're referencing like it's a meltdown. And yeah. Because yeah. that's like a very 80s thing. Like it's going to melt down like nuclear meltdown. I mean, that's what they're noting that the yeah. nuclear missiles. Well, so this is like what? Two years after Chernobyl. The uh, nuclear. When was uh, Three Mile Island? 
I don't know. You want dates? No. Just like, was it? What, did it happen before this movie came out? And is it Three Mile Island or is it a different amount of Mile Island? Why is this no, guy trying to give us like quizzes in the middle of the night? Happened, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm so you're just, right with Chernobyl. Well, yeah, because that was 1986. Yeah, or uh, four. We talk about Rocky Rocky Mountain Flats if you want to get nuclear. Yeah, <laughs> Rock, Rocky, Rocky Flats is just like a whole sad thing. <laughs> And a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. Mike has promised to do the neutron dance. Um, I, I did. I'm doing it now. Um, but yeah, so, so Harry's like, you know what? I, I work at the, I work at the plant. There's a meltdown. Um, I also work at the plant. I'm yeah. That we're all me. working at the plant. I work at the factory. And, uh, and yeah, Wilson's like, well, when's the cloud coming? We got to get my sister. Um, as hip the clouds coming. The clouds coming. Yeah. Down. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool way to refer to it. Like he was already hip with the lingo, um, or maybe that was just something you said in the eighties. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, they so they they go to Julia's apartment. Harry breaks into it. Yeah, and there's there's basically a deal. Wilson's like, "Y'all wait here uh, just for like five minutes." He's mm. like, "I got to go up these steps." He's like, "Honk four times," and he's like, "Okay, I'll wait." Right. I'm like short lived. Yeah. Short lived uh, promises. Uh, spoiler alert. He, he does not wait. It's a good thing you mentioned that because, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> took off. So Harry Harry goes in there. The grandmother pulls a gun on him, but then it's like, oh, I met you. You're that weird musician fella. Oh, um, <laughs> Wilson honks and he's like, hey, go fuck yourself. I'm leaving. He's like, no, no. He's like, I'm going to come down. He's like, nah, I got to get my sister. Bye. And just leaves. Yeah. Okay, bye. And then he just leaves in the police car. And then he's like, and then Harry's like, grandma, do you have a car? She's like, I have, I do. I haven't driven it in years. I'm like, great. Yeah. That sounds great. So they, yeah, they're all going downstairs. We have a little family reunion. The grandfather is there. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I was trying to think about the, the, also the situation of this complex. I was like, all right, so they live in separate buildings, but the grandfather's waiting in a lobby. Do they share these buildings share a mutual underground parking lot? I don't yeah, know what's going who, on. Who, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, but they all they all meet up, and and Harry kind of tells them what's going on. She's still Julia's still passed out. She's in a shopping cart for some reason. He's pushing her around like a hobo. <laughs> it's the only way to get her around. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, this is also like one volume. This is like a grown woman. Um. I'm not saying people couldn't be like, oh, I'm super groggy and out of it, but this is like... No, she is like dead to the world. Yeah, I mean, this is like someone took a handful of pills or like... I mean, uh, this. I mean, this is Doc Brown in Back to the Future 3. Like, he has a shot and goes face down. Like, how much did he have? Like, one. Like, a bottle? Like, <laughs> right. one, 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 one shot. shot like, yeah. one shot. <laughs> I can see Valium putting you out. Like or, this? I, I don't know. Honestly, yeah, I, she, I've never taken a Valium. I don't know what that's... I <laughs> have to believe... That none of you, if you were in a shopping cart, <laughs> wouldn't at least be like, what true. the hell's going on? He does even make a remark. It's like, is she a deep sleeper? Yeah. Like, like shaking her around. She's like, oh, she took a Valium. I mean, and previous to like, seeing this movie, out. most of my exposure to Valium was Prince Valium from Spaceballs. So <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm basing all this off of. Well, she does come to uh, at the shopping cart, uh, admittedly, like after a while. And she's like, well, my leg's hurt. And he's like, okay. And the gra- the grandparents are both in the car, and she's like, "Why they're together? They're talking." Well, okay, let's let's back up for one second because when they're in the the lobby of the building, he's like, "Oh, you have a car. Um, let's go get it." And the grandparents are like, "We'll get the car and we'll catch up to you." So like, you push this bitch down the street in the shopping cart, mm-hmm. and we'll get the car and drive. Like the the fuck you will. Like why don't we all just go to the car? I do not understand why they did not all go to the car. 
But it doesn't matter, yeah. Well, they didn't go to the car so that they could have this scene where she wakes up in the shopping cart with her leg asleep. Okay, so the grandparents do then pull up. And I, yeah. I'm going to ask both of you a question, mm -hmm. and it's going to prove to me that I know nothing about mileage and speed. And mm -hmm. you're basically going to do a math equation. But um, they're like, we're not going to go with you. And he's like, well, I, don't tell Julie. Like, she doesn't know what's happening. And I, I just think it's for the best. And I don't know why he's really saying this. I'm like, one way or another, you're going to have to tell her something. Yeah. You're, you're going to a heliport. You're getting on a helicopter, going to an airport. I don't know what's going on. But the grand, and she's like, well, why are you two talking to each other? And he's, they're like, we need to go off. And then they say to him, Harry, we're going to go get like this greasy sandwich mm -hmm. and this like artery clogging nonsense because we've made up and I'm, I'm a stickler for health, but not this time. Like we're going to die doing what we love, loving each other, like eating sandwiches. I'm like, all right, whatever. So mm -hmm. here's my question. You have 70 minutes. It's the middle of the night. So like, let's imagine Colorado. We're in Denver. Um, 70 minutes and we hear that they're going to do some kind of nuclear strike on Denver. Could we outrun that? Like how far do you have to get to get away from a nuclear blast? Like, I, I mean, I know this sounds tragic and I don't oh. mean to break the mood, but like think about like World <laughs> yeah. War II and dropping bombs in Japan and various other things. Like how big were, were the, what was the radius of each of those things? I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I would sure as fuck be trying. Oh, sure. Of course. Um, but like, I mean, in, in Denver, we geographically, like we're pretty, we could drive east or west or we're, literally we could drive. I'd go, I'd go east. I would go east also, but I mean, assuming Denver is a target, you can go any direction from Denver and be away from anything within a half an hour. Um, the, either in the mountains or if you drive east, like towards Kansas, like it's just fields. I, I'm just like, could we outrun it? Like if we, okay, so think about it like this. Clearly we're, we need 15 minutes to right. pack stuff. We're like frantically going. So sure. we have about 50 minutes of just hardcore driving at night. Could 50 or so minutes buy us enough time to drive away from a blast that could theoretically impact our lives negatively? Sure. Like, my, my answer is, I don't know if that's enough time, <laughs> but like, I, but like, sure, I would, of course I'd try. But in that context, I would try. But it, within the context of this movie, like that they mentioned that like LA was like a kill basin. And also if you're in LA, in an hour, you're not driving out of a populated area. So assuming like you're in a target area for That's a nuclear true. strike, like you're not getting away from, in Denver, I feel like we could get away from a place that would have a target on its back. Well, in they, an hour. They, they did show like, this is like, you know, starting at three thirty four in the morning that this is the only window where you're not going to see heavy traffic. So you do have a vantage point. I was like, mm -hmm. and it's kind of interesting because there's two things like one, could you, I totally agree with Mike. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to try. Uh, could you do it is one of my questions. Does anywhere, like, could you outrun it? Cause yeah, maybe you get 50 minutes away, but like, is the blast so strong that like three years later you die from like, radiation cancers and various other horrible things. I like mean, I, I'd still give it a shot. Of course, I, I would I, still try. I but. mean, I, I think the reason the conceit here, why they didn't was that like, they knew that there was nowhere that they were going to go. Yeah. Uh, not because they're in a more populated area. Like we, we could drive, we could be out of a city 
and into some lo- remote location. We could be in like a cave in the mountain in an hour. Right. We could be at the Cave of the Winds <laughs> in, in 45 minutes. I would go to the Cave of the Winds. This yeah. has been brought to you by Cave of the Winds. <laughs> Fallout shelter for those who believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the, the other things I noted too, you know, like, so that's like a big kind of cool thing in the background. Like, could you outrun this? And two, is any of this real? Like, you don't know as a viewer. Uh, that, that's, that's why true. I, I didn't yeah, want to say anything true. to Lamar. You're just like, you're like, okay, so like this was said. You got this phone call. Some people are like, this is mysterious. I have connections, but we don't know any of these people. Right. So none, none of this is happening outside of this guy's own head. Right. But and the pandemonium is spreading because of rumors, which is kind of a super cool concept. Well, and, and that's kind of a, a thread of the movie that we haven't really talked about yet is like, this guy is kind of somewhat having doubts as to whether or not this is real. Yeah. Like, you know, he, the, he is the point of entry for this information. And right now the only people who are reacting to it are him. So to throw back a second ago to when they were in the cop car driving to Julia's house, he takes up the radio and he calls, you know, whoever answers the police radio and he's like, Oh, Hey, you know, Thor Android or whatever the fuck that code name was earlier. Like, had you, I, well, I think the people who pick up are Smokies. They're Smokies. Yeah. <laughs> so the Smokies are like, uh, we don't, what are you talking about? What information is this? He's like, yeah, have you started the evacuation proceedings? He's like, he's trying to validate this information with some other official channel. Yeah, the Thor Arthur. The Thor mm-hmm. Arthur. Yeah. And, and the, the people, the, the Smokies who answer the radio, like they don't know what he's talking about. So at this point he, he's still is not 100% convinced that this isn't just in his head or, or it wasn't just a gag. Um, Paladin Mike, if you got the Thor Arthur, what would you do? <laughs> fucking Paladin Mike. I'd be, yeah, I'd be doing the same thing that he's doing. Um, where the, f- oh yeah, they were going, the, the grandparents were going to get the pastrami sandwich. Um, and, uh, and Harry and Julie were going to the helipad. Yeah. That's, that's where we left off. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they, they get there and he's, he's kind of like making things up and he's not really telling her the truth. Uh, this is why I don't understand this plan. Like, no, the plan, his plan fucking sucks. I mean, listen, like if the plan was, I know how to fly a helicopter, I have access to one. I'm going to tell her we're going on a romantic date cause I could control all of this. That's one thing, but 75 people, I mean, not really that he knows, but a bunch of people know this. They're going to clearly be talking about end of days meltdown, like real quick. Like, what else are you going to talk about? Like, hi, I don't know you, Lamar, but we're on a helicopter, me, you and seven other people. Right. Clearly, because we're outrunning a nuclear bomb. Like, right. Yeah. He Like, he is bringing her to meet people who are all aware of the situation <laughs> and he is still not telling her the Guys, truth. Guys, it's her birthday. Don't say anything. <laughs> right. Well, I think he wanted to ease the situation as much as he could. I guess. Well, he fucking sucked at he it. He sucked ass at it. Because but... she was like, hey, no, I don't, whatever st- stupid thing you're doing, like, I want to go with my grandparents to get pancakes. They haven't talked to each other in like 20 years. This is kind of cool. He's like, shut, shut up, bitch. We're going on a balloon ride let's watch um, mr destiny with uh jim belushi um what yeah it's like a, it's like a what if my, i live my life the other way you've yeah. never seen this let's do that i don't know maybe it's like a twice because i don't know why that that's what's happening like i'm gonna wish my way to victory on this one like, yeah that, i mean he kind of was i guess um but it, so they're they're going up the elevator into the whatever the building that the helipad is on top yeah of. it's like two women get out with like uzis oh yeah like these two <laughs> these two babes get out of like a bmw with like yeah a bunch of guns and like bags of ammunition yeah, yeah so, they, i feel there okay. needs to be a like a movie about 
them. Yeah, well, I, I, we seen them yes. before? No, I want to know the adventure that they exactly. went on to get those guns. Okay, so Lamar, yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. So clearly, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk. Like these women are much older now, and we can't have this movie. I just mean like I want to know their backstory, so we can't really have the same you know actors play someone you know 40 years later. But this seems like a Grand Theft Auto game that was meant to be. Like, Yeah, they, they got the side quest, and they fucking went on it. It's like, hey, you got a side quest. You're going to rob a bank and fight the Yakuza, and you're going to do this. Oops, uh, some missiles are coming your way, and you only know this because you stole certain government equipment. Like, you you now can leave with your riches. Right. New quest, uh, Lieutenant Tasha Yar called. She needs bags Yar. of guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that they kind of follow him into the building, but they're going up the elevator. They get, they get to the helipad and now we have, what's his name? Russell from Wayne's world. I don't know what the actor's name is. <laughs> Eric Fuller, or er- Kurt Fuller, Kurt Fuller. <laughs> Kurt Fuller is like coked up and pissed. Oh yeah. This is like a transformer uh, of human rage and, and drugs. Because right now you're seeing stage one, stage one of drugged out. This is, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm talking to myself. I've got water jugs. You, right. you tell Landa, which is, you know, Tasha, you tell Landa, I got all the chips from her office. I put them in boxes. I got chips and files. I'm like, right. oh my God. But he's like, bop, 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 bop. this is, um, uh, I, I noted Ben Stiller with Zoolander. This is, um. Starsky and Hutch coked up Ben Stiller. This is like yeah. talking a mile a minute, freaking out. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, like we, a button in his shirt. He's sweaty. Yeah, like, this is who. This is who Tasha Yar called to like get her shit done because she knew that he would be awake and coked up. Um, which he like, was. Yeah, yeah, which well, he was. Like, yeah. He, I think he says like she gave me like three thousand dollars. Right. He's like, yeah. She, he gave me all this money. Like, I got this helicopter. I can't find a pilot. I got all this stuff. And this is what Paul was mentioning earlier. Like, they pan out on the roof, and there's like seven office jugs of water, and like, yeah, like seventy five suitcases. Right. Like, clearly more things that can fit in this very small helicopter. It was bigger than a helicopter. One hundred percent, it was. I I don't know how many people they were planning on taking with them. This is like a four seat helicopter. At yes. Best. This I don't want to get all super like conspiracy theorist, like like survivalist on everyone, but like. Everyone packed like they're like, we're going to repopulate even the, even like two women are like, what are we going to have like sex and repopulate it with everyone? Like that's later I mentioned or I was mentioned before, like on mm-hmm. the side. But that's why they have these water jugs and boxes of chips and stuff. Listen, if this was the situation, I feel I would have probably two little bags and it'd be like a backpack and a side bag and it'd be like one change of clothes and food and like backup batteries. And I was be like, I'm out um, just to get to the next place. I mean, right. that's why you travel out. This isn't like I'm bringing everything to repopulate and start a new life. It's like, I, I, like we all need to leave and go as far as humanly possible. Like, right. I think the biggest pieces of technology I'd have would be like my latest laptop and a cell phone, but not like, I'm bringing my DVD collection. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they were bringing, but like I, er, earlier when Tasha Yar is making the phone calls to put yeah. all this together, um, she's talking about like, we need down jackets cause they're going to Antarctica. That was her plan. No, no, no. The, the down jackets, the down jackets. Oh, yes. God. Heavy down jackets. Yeah. So like, I, I think nice she, little bag. I, Light. 
<laughs> That's a good call out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice little vest. Uh, I, I think in her mind, like this is the last time they will be able to get provisions before they go on the, the longer leg of this journey. But yeah, like there's, they're not fitting this shit into that helicopter. Um, I mean, what would you all pack? Like imagine like, I'm, I'm again guessing I have like a small little side bag, whatever that is. And like a backpack. I'm guessing I would probably put like two pairs of underwear, two pairs of socks, maybe depending on where we're going, another pair of shoes, everything else is food and very light technology. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I, these days, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I love fig bars. All of right. those are going in there. It's compact stuff like that. I'm not, like jugs of water. I'd have like three like, and like a reusable bottle. Like I'd imagine we're again going East. Like, yeah, no, no one's bombing Ohio. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, so I mean, I I am not like a conspiracy theorist or a doomsday prepper, but my girlfriend and I like backpacking, so we each have like pretty substantial camping setups, and because we live in a smaller house with not a lot of storage, like all that stuff is kind of kept packed up. So I would be grabbing like my backpacking backpack because it has a sleeping bag, a tent, um, it like a water purifier, sure. iodine tablets, like a stove, gasoline canisters, like. We have all this stuff. We don't have it at the ready for an emergency. We just have it because that's how that, we store yeah. it. But like, I mean, that's why I said before, like everyone would probably take like ten to fifteen like, minutes. That's like, what I would be taking. I would shove underwear right. and like my contact lenses that's into it. That's what I mean. Like everyone would be like, I'm gonna pack like I'm camping. Like mm -hmm. we're going away for the weekend. Like we have provisions, but not like I'm gonna be like the next like going from point A to B is point A is now hell because there's gonna be a nuclear explosion. And point B is now the rest of my life will be here. It's just right. seems probably very temporary. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, it, no, no one was thinking clearly, um, but <laughs> effectively that doesn't really matter because Russell from Wayne's world is pissed off. He's freaking out. And ultimately there's no pilot. So he's, he's talking to Harry about like, where do I find a pilot? And Harry's like, yeah, wh where, where can I find a pilot? Like it is, <laughs> it is four o'clock in the morning in LA. Um, and he's now like his, his new mission is like, okay, I have to find a pilot. So he talks to Julie. He's like, Hey, stay on the roof. Um, if I don't come back, I don't know something, something I'm going to go find a pilot. So he's running around. He, he asks like the street sweeper if he's a pilot the <laughs> and the street sweeper just flips him off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is right out of revenge out of the nerds. I got a room for rent. Yeah. It's like tap, 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 tap. street sweeper is like, Hey, F you. Uh, so also I think that wasn't that like the fat guy that was clowning on Lieutenant Tasha Yar earlier in the movie. Oh, was it? I think it was. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That I did not get. I think the, it, guy I, in the, uh, the guy in the street sweeper. The, the guy in a diner yeah. earlier, the one that construction work. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that him? I don't think that was him. because oh. I thought he was in the van. Oh, um, I don't know. All, all those like all those fat construction workers. I just like the audacity of mm -hmm. I need to find a helicopter pilot four in the morning in L.A. on right. the street. Just I'm just going to ask it. everybody. <laughs> They're just yelling it out in the street. Uh, yeah, helicopter. <laughs> Go to a random street sweeper. Right. Thinking of happy holiday moments, my dad Rico. If I, if I didn't already say this one on, on air is, uh, he picked my, my wife and I were going to visit her family, uh, on like the days leading until Christmas in Detroit. And, uh, on Christmas day itself, we left Detroit going to Chicago and we arrived in Chicago. It was all super early in the morning. We arrived like in Chicago, like literally like six 30 in the morning. It was like a 40 minute flight from Detroit to Chicago. 
my wife and I both were feeling kind of crappy. Um, my dad picked us up from the airport and we were getting closer uh, to where he was living at the time. Uh, this we were at a red light and it turned green and this woman clearly looked at it, looked at us and then just clearly walked in front of our car with a dog. <laughs> and my dad kind of honked the horn and like kind of gave the shrug like, hey, like clearly I got to get going. Hurry up. And the woman, this again, this is now like 7.30 in the morning, Christmas Day in Chicago. The woman just stops in the middle of the street, halts her dog by reining it in, just looks at my dad and goes, hey, F you, and flips him off. And my dad just, she goes past, and then my dad just drives back, just rolls out the window and goes, hey, hey happy, Merry Christmas. Like, hey. Like, wow. Ah, Rico. Season's greetings. Yeah. Well, the, this guy did not say Merry Christmas. Um, he, he just drove off. But uh, his the, the next stop for finding a pilot was a gym that was open. So he, he runs into the gym. He's brandishing a gun at this point. Yeah, so it's still like, it's still like like, like almost five in right, the morning. Right, it's like five in the morning. But there's yeah. like people like just jogging to the gym. Like, like people have been up all day and they just walk in the gym and it's super 80s. Everyone's wearing like purple. It and is the most blues. 80s gym. Yeah, <laughs> like it, I feel the floor is like heavily like thick carpeted. It's yeah. bizarre. It was great. Uh, and he, you know, again, he's like, hey, is anyone a helicopter pilot? I'm looking for a helicopter pilot. He runs into a room where they're doing like jazzercise. He shoots their fucking stereo. It's like, hey, it's an emergency. I need a helicopter pilot. <laughs> and they're like, no. But finally, the someone says, I'm a helicopter pilot. Wow. And yeah, the guy we're gonna, it's Brian Thompson. Yeah, it's the alien bounty hunter from X-Files. Yeah, the super soldier. Yeah. yeah Brian Thompson uh, is just like working out, like super muscle. Like, yeah, I'm a helicopter pilot. Like, all right, well, we need to get going. He's like, I need to get someone. He's just for real. He's like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. not really a heart transplant. It's a, uh, we'll talk later. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, but it better be for real. I'm getting like, was like Vanessa or something. <laughs> yeah, it was some, it, it was kind of like an ambiguous name. Well, um, also like everyone seems really put off. He's like, well, I need to get someone. And I'm like, oh man, like we're going to a, like another location, yeah, like right. someone's house. No, he just the, goes in the other room. Yeah, it is, the room is like four feet away. Like, so like the, the, the Harry, the lead is like, oh my God. And the guy's like, hey, like Vanessa, I have the name written down somewhere. She's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, what? We're, we're getting out of here. Let's beat this pop popsicle stand. <laughs> well, yeah. So he's like, he, he grabbed it's. So the, the name I think was like meant to be ambiguous. It was like, I don't know what it doesn't fucking matter, but it was like a little Twinkie dude that he pulls out. He's like, is there a problem with this? Like clearly like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring my boyfriend with me. Is that cool? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so they all they all start running, and he's like, "Okay, we got to go to this helicopter." But then, of course, because Julia is a dumb piece of shit, we now see her running down the street. Like, she had to go down like thirty five floors right, in the yeah. elevator. She's now just like wandering. She's like, "Hey, you just yeah. hear things like, hey." No. She's wandering around. So he, Harry's like, "Fuck me, fuck this bitch." He's like, "Okay, so like, hey, alien bounty hunter, here's three thousand dollars." Oh, it's Leslie. It's Leslie. Leslie. There you go. There we um, yeah, it gets Leslie from the other room. Yeah. Uh, God, fuck, fuck. Yeah, because this is the money that he got from from Russell from Wayne's World. Um, he's like, this is for real. Like, do not leave without me. Take this money. I got to go get this stupid bitch who's running around. He's like, okay, I won't. I won't leave without you. And then they part ways. And and he goes. He goes running off uh, to look for. Uh, to look for Julia again. Yeah. So when, when he leaves the super soldier, Brian Thompson, uh, he's like, don't leave without me. So promises are made. And this kind of sucks. Cause 
Brian Thompson, spoiler, might have lived if he didn't upheld the deal. I yeah. guess I guess Leslie lives because we don't see her again. It was uh, yeah. Well, who knows? Again, this helicopter held four people, and they have lots now, of water. Now they have promised so like so many chips. Twenty people seats on this thing. Um, Tashi Yar, we don't even see. Like maybe no, she got there. Tashi Yar, we never see again. Yeah, um, <laughs> we don't have that budget. No, it, yeah, she had to go do something else. Um, so, uh, well, okay. So he's he's chasing Julia down, and then all of a sudden, this cop car drives by and like drives into a department store window. <laughs> The strangest car crash ever. It's yeah. just like Class eh, cop cars just Yeah, just right, right into this fucking like taking out mannequins. I, I, Lamar was talking and he was doing hand motions and it reminded me of just like playing with Hot Wheels when I was like four. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly how that car crashed. No, it was, yeah. <laughs> you pull that Hot Wheels trigger too fast and that car just spins right off track, right into a mall window. Oops. <laughs> so Julia follows it in. She's like, oh my God, do you guys need help? And of course, Harry goes, you know, goes in after her, and it's uh, it's it's Wilson from earlier, and he's got his sister, but they have both been shot a billion times by real cops who have been following them because they have been driving around a stolen police car. Real outsiders moment. Real outsiders mm-hmm. moment. Um, so they go in, they're like, and they have this kind of exchange. Uh, Wilson kind of, he's like, yeah, like the you know the plants melt melting down. And Julie's like, who told you that? He's like, oh, that fucking guy told me that. <laughs> he said he worked at the plant. He said he worked at the plant. Uh, that was my favorite show. I was like, uh, I said a lot of things. Right, yeah. He's like, well, you know, I was just trying to move the story along. So <laughs> I was. When you were on Valium, I had to be a different person. Right, like, you know, we we, we all made different decisions 15 minutes ago. Um it was, it was different times. The look on his face is like, <laughs> he told me the world was ending. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, no, Duh. I just want to get out of here. Listen, dude, you're, di- you're dying. You've been shot. Let's just, don't bring me into this. Yeah. Be a bro. Uh, be, yeah. a, be a pal. Wilson, why do you have to bring me in? <laughs> he's this? holding his dying sister in his arms as he's doing this, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I know the world's about to end, but, like, me and this girl got something going on. So, like, uh, don't bring me into this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've, I've got my own thing. Your whole blood thing. That sucks. <laughs> this is yeah. You get your own story going on. Um, so, spoiler alert: the sister dies, and Wilson's like, "This fucking sucks. Will you just shoot me so I can die? Because I hate all this." And Harry's like, "You know what? Okay, I'll shoot you." But then he dies before he asked you. Yeah, this is a weird moment. I mean, another fake out. Like, it's like, yeah, just shoot me in the face. You know, I'm gonna die anyhow. He's like, okay, and he's about to do it, and then Wilson dies. I was yeah. like, whoa, that got. It got, it got dark, dark yeah. <laughs> and then the cops are like, now come on out, cop killer. Like, we know what's going on because they think it's just Wilson. They don't know that Harry and Julie are there. And, you know, right. who knows? I mean, they could probably get out of it. If if they thought for a moment these dum-dums could probably get out of it, like, we just saw this cop car. Well, I mean, that's what Julie's position was. She's like, they... I mean, just Julie's position is pretty real. Right, like, we're bystanders. Like, this is legit. Like, I ran into this building because I saw a car yeah, crash Harry's into like, it. Yeah, Harry's like, yes, this... Yes, I know none of these <laughs> yeah, people. Right, well, I mean, he obviously, obviously has more context than she does, but if he played along. But so they, they do eventually agree, and they're like, you know, hands up, like, hey, we're coming out. I, I, I think to tie it back to the last episode, and because we're going to wrap up the year and then come back strong, and we already have an idea of the next movie, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, basically Harry's become the town cranberry. <laughs> everyone's had a taste. Everyone's everyone's used the town cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna end the year with the town wow. cranberry. 
I'll, I'll make a town <laughs> cranberry t-shirt. I was just so, about to say, yeah. uh, if you want us to make a town cranberry t-shirt, wear it proudly. Just don't become the town cranberry yourself. Mm -hmm. No, it's, <laughs> it's no one wants that. Um, but yeah, so they're, you know, their hands up, they're kind of going out of the, through the broken glass. Um, but when they get outside, the the cops are driving away frantically. What <laughs> one guy is repelling from yeah, the roof? They got like a SWAT guy repelling down, and, and he just fucking falls. Yeah, he just falls on his ass, and, and then he gets like, up, looks at him, and fucking cheeses yeah, it like Three Stooges style, right. like whoopsies, like runs like run, yeah, run into like the SWAT that was car. The first take, I'll bet he wasn't supposed to fall, but he did, and then he just fucking Zoidbergs <laughs> right out of there. That. They weren't going to reshoot that. Uh, so, and, and, and Harry and, and Julia are like, what the fuck is going on? But now it's it's clear that like people are aware of what's going on because we are in pandemonium town right now. So yeah, now now I, now it's like another interesting shift because this movie has a lot of great concepts and a lot of great ideas. And now like you've got to think like, some people may be left with this helicopter. Like, is the helicopter pilot still there? Probably not. The two, you know, grandparents, they're like, we're going to go eat this greasy sandwich and probably die. But they probably got far enough that maybe they could live. That was my question earlier. Mm -hmm. Now you're screwed. Now the word's out because Harry gets involved with a mob scene. There are like, uh, like the radio shack of the day is like all the TVs in the window. Mm -hmm. He breaks one of them. They hear, um, yeah, like the, the news yeah, is reporting yeah, this now. unconfirmed rumors of nuclear attacks. Um, you know, what's going on. It's beyond pandemonium. People are now like shooting you. Like people are dead in the street, like, right? There's carjackings. It's gridlock traffic. No one's going anywhere. Um, Harry gets involved with like kind of like this weird situation where he gives Julie the gun and she's like, no. And he's like, there's no bullets. Just, you know, use it to get out. And she does it immediately. She's like, get away from me. And it kind of like gets in the crowd. He runs off and gets in a, immediately into an altercation with a dude because he's jumping on the car and he's the guy's trying to shoot Harry. They get into a sewer system. Well, well let's backtrack a second because something happens that you've been bitching about the whole episode. They're like they're right next to the original diner. Oh yeah. And there's a coyote in it for some reason. Because like <laughs> wilderness has already taken oh, yeah. over. Um but he uses the original payphone and That's remembers right. the number. And he I do call, have that in my notes. He calls Chip's dad. And Chip's dad's like, What? I don't know. That's classified. Shut up. Shit. Yeah, I, and yeah, and my notes were like props to this. I was like, oh my god, like he actually tries to do this. And that's why I said earlier, only halfway. He basically hangs out. He doesn't deliver the full message. He's right. like, well, your son, Chip, works in a missile cell. That's classified. He's like, uh, I, uh. And he should have been like, his last words were to me, blank and blank, blank. Right. But he's like, uh, and just hangs up. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, are you kidding yeah. me? Well, he's Chip's dad. Chip's dad is the true hero. Right. I'm hashtagging Chip's dad. Okay. Hashtagging. <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, so, and full readiness, <laughs> we, we're at full readiness. So, you know, him and Julie are trying to figure out what to do. And he thinks he sees the helicopter pilot. He thinks he sees the alien bounty hunter <laughs> he does. running away. And he's like, fuck, I got to go find this helicopter pilot. Now, Julie, take, why is he just walking around? <laughs> right. Like take the gun, go to the tower. Like just, I don't know, fucking something. So he gets to this guy that he thinks is the helicopter pilot. And there's just some other guy in like similar workout tights. Um, 
<laughs> it's like this and that, yeah, fuck. that's when the altercation happens. Sewer duct system. Yeah, like he, I don't know why he went into the sewer, but he gets out of he, the sewer pipe that he gets out of is thankfully yeah, basically the lobby of the building yeah, he needs to get in for the very, helicopter. Very convenient. Um, goes back up. Uh, and then we see Kurt Fuller at full tilt. Yeah, so he he runs into Julie in the lobby, and they go up the elevator, and they're like, well, so there's like a flash when they're in the elevator, and the power goes out, like they the should. light goes out in the elevator, but they're still going up. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, do you think that was it? Like the the nuclear blast? Right. He's like, maybe, but like we won't feel anything. Right. But then then like, ding, they're at the roof. Nope, no, they're not. Oh. For four floors, they try to have sex. Oh yeah, they they briefly try. They to start have sex. making out. They're like, well, "We'll be together forever," and they half disrobe each other, mm-hmm. like they're taking off each other's overshirts. Mm-hmm. And again, they're going up three floors steadily in an elevator. The nuclear blast or whatever the uh, vibration was did not slow this down. Right. But imagine like we have four seconds. <laughs> Let's go. I can do it. I can do it in four they, seconds. They tried this weird artsy, like red and mm-hmm. white. It wasn't art. Yeah. It wasn't artsy. It reminded me <laughs> well, of, no, yeah. it reminded me of alien three <laughs> and why I dislike the movie where the movie's all like in a jail and only red. Yes. That's sure. exactly it's what it the, was. Vir- yes. It's the virtual boy of movies. It's yeah. like Kenny Rogers roaster. Uh, the red, the red beam. planet, <laughs> the red planet. It's just all red. So when, when Harry said we, you, you won't, feel a thing was he talking about dying or them fucking okay i'm sorry i'll see myself out it's been brought go. to you by wilson's trombones yeah <laughs> dear god another t-shirt opportunity <laughs> it doesn't cost anything to make these shirts by the way um <laughs> oh shit really yeah <laughs> the so, town cranberry town cranberry okay <laughs> so the uh, they're attempting to fuck the elevator gets to the roof and opens up and they What's his name? Russell from Waynesworth. I don't know what his name is. Kurt Fuller. Kurt Fuller. Kurt, full full, tilt. Kurt Fuller is there full. T- like he is coked up. He's drinking wine. He's the coke, Mike. <laughs> like I think when they get there, he is fucking a corpse. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Yeah. He's drink- yes, he's yeah. That's exactly what I saw. Goddamn right. Yeah. He's drinking wine out of a bottle that he broke the top off of because he didn't have a corkscrew. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he is he is losing his goddamn mind. Um, and, and Harry and Julie are like, well, fuck, there's no helicopter. It's just Kurt Fuller. But there is a helicopter. But then like, oh, surprise. Like we hear a helicopter. Brian Thompson's back. Brian Thompson's back. He comes back. He lands and he, he's worse for it. He's like bleeding. I'm going to quote. I said, I'll be here. I said, I'll be here. (laughs) It also doesn't look like there's anyone else in the helicopter. No. So he drops, uh, Leslie off. That was really nice. Yeah. He dropped the jugs of water. Yeah. There's nothing there. Uh, So they get in the helicopter and they fly off, but but now, well, it's too late. Yeah. So well, also, we're seeing missiles actually being. Oh launched. yeah, like so Kurt like Fuller one, is watching the missiles being launched. Well, he's there's like, one that Woo! fully goes past them, and he's like, "It's gonna go to Tijuana." And I don't know if that's true or not because mm-hmm. he's like made of cocaine at this point in time. Yeah. But then, like, other missiles are coming, and I don't want to be a jerk. Like, I would try to uphold my promise to someone, but. Like when a uh, super soldier Brian Thompson comes back, he's like, I said I'd be back. Yeah, he shouldn't have come back. Like, he, why? He, yeah. like, dude, like, dude, missile, you're seeing missiles at the, like, mm, you've got to assume, like, if you go back here and die, and they're right. about to. <laughs> wherever he took Tristan or whatever his name was, <laughs> Leslie. Leslie, wherever he took Leslie, Triscuits? He, he should have stayed there with <laughs> listen, Leslie. Listen, Triscuits. But so they all get in the helicopter, the bombs start exploding. 
the helicopter crashes, and now we have a callback because the helicopter fucking crashes in the Liberator bit. Because this person wrote a movie and was like, I wrote the beginning and the end on the same day, and then me and the cast did a bunch of drugs on the <laughs> other days, and we did some other things, but... Wait, Kurt Fuller wasn't acting. He brought the drugs. Like, I brought two pieces of toast. I told you that. What's in between the toast was a drug-filled rump. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so they crash in the uh, oil pits. Yeah. And there's talks of evolution, like... You know, maybe one day they'll find us like this. Well, one, it's kind of funny because uh, Julie is trying to get out. Yeah, saying, she wants out of this I don't want to die like this. I don't want to drown. I don't want to die well, like this. Honestly, this is a helicopter that is filling up with tar. I would have tried to get out of it as well. Is it real tar? Is it just like water that's, that's like supposed water. to look like? You know, I mean, I, like, I, I don't know. But okay. like, yeah. I don't know if the La Brea tar pit like monument is actual tar or not. I've never yeah. been there. But like. It was clearly water in the movie, oh, oh, but yeah. Also, also, you know, Anthony Edwards is like, ah, it's cool. Shh. Yeah. Septipus. It's cool. It's cool. Well, yeah, and then he's like, like, he's like, like hugging her, like no joke, like putting his arm around her, like, no, they're, right. They're going to find us one day. Like, oh, do you think they'll find us? And, well, yeah. He, he's talking about like, oh, it's like, you know, when, when Superman grabs a lump of coal and he squeezes it to turn into a diamond and they're going to find it's some like nonsense. Uh, really and she's like, bad metaphor. That it was, ter- it was a terrible metaphor. And Julie's like, you know what? You're right. Let's just die in this fucking tar pit. And then the movie's over. Lamar, what if I told you you couldn't eat this meal because you have a metaphoric? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> this podcast is over. That's way too meta for me. I don't know. <laughs> and I couldn't finish that meal. Wow. Whoops. You ruined it for me. Yeah. The weird ending. Um, I was not expecting that. It was very abrupt, yeah. Uh, yeah, the credits rolled. Mm-hmm. And that that's the question. Denver, are we going to get out of 2022? Promises were made. Are things going to get better? Are are people doing things? Are we going to do it? Are we get, are we going to die in the tar pits like in Miracle Mile? I don't know. Don't do this to me. Find out next week on the thrilling conclusion. Turn into Orson Welles podcast. Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> so Westward's going to post it. The pandemonium in the streets of Denver, College. 16th Street Mall, shut down. Trolleys going off track. <laughs> I feel like this is real somehow. <laughs> it, it might be. Yeah. Um, okay, so what did you guys think of this movie? I overall like it. Yeah. Um, the fr- the fr- Personally, the first time I watched it, I was more impressed with it. I knew going into it uh, all these things. So overall, I think this movie is still over- kind of impressive. But the first time, I just... I went back to... Let's go back to something I said before. I was like, is any of this real? And that was the thing. There's so many illusions that like, oh crap, maybe I just said this and maybe this was just a weird phone call I got at a diner and like now the city is in upheaval. Um, It is not. And I kind of like that it immediately addresses that. That it's like, yeah, like I don't know if this is happening, but things are happening. The movie's short enough. It's like an hour and a half. Um we watched it on Pluto, so they extended it with a lot of commercials. Oh my for, so many fucking What was it? What's that show? I feel like we're not about to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh my god. Isn't yeah. that like the but they're like the isn't that like the prequel to that show? I think like their Yellowstone exists, but this is supposed it's to be like, like a spin-off of this is supposed to be like before Yellowstone. Yeah. 
Oh, so Yellowstone is a different show than what we're oh, seeing. Yeah. There's a show called Yellowstone, and then they're advertising a spinoff of that show. Dear or God, a prequel so or I, th- I thought we were seeing a preview for Yellowstone. Nah, that's another show. Everyone that I have talked to in my life loves fucking Yellowstone. I'm gonna listeners. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm never watching Yellowstone. Nah. This all looks super fucking boring. It does. I've known Mike long enough that I think he's not gonna watch it because he thinks people peed on those stones and that's why they're yellow. But I agree. It's like yellow snow, it right? That's why it's yellow. <laughs> Golden it's the, showers. It's the pee. I assume so. Yes. Anything yeah. yellow is something that's been peed on. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, going on a t-shirt. <laughs> I feel it should. I, prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna take a note here to do this. Paul is losing his mind. Uh, oh boy! Well, we, uh, the we chaos is advertised for for Yellowstone, <laughs> but not the original. I don't know anything about it outside of that is not the original show. What if it was though? What if uh, we don't know? Uh, do you know what that show is about? Is it about Yellowstone? <laughs> is it about peeing? What if it's not? What if it takes place in like New Jersey? It's about gamblers. <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay, so there is now 2006 gamblers. Like, why, why do you dress like that? That's all we can afford. We get these like the, the thrift store. <laughs> so there is now a note in my phone that says anything yellow is something that's been peed on <laughs> and i'm going to forget what this is for and i'm going to come back to it years later so i i have a note in my phone from 2014 that says a hot dog is not a bookmark i'm so glad you have these notes <laughs> and, I, and i don't forever. know why i wrote it in there you keep those forever yeah, yeah. I well lot, i do I have, I have a lot of notes in my notepad like like a lot of notes and there's some I read to Mike <laughs> over the years and I'm like so like in 2011 you said it was something like terrible about someone's mom I was like I don't, I'm not even gonna look it up because I don't think it should be recorded yeah, thank you but I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know why I keep these things Any, okay anyway um Lamar, what Lamar, did you, what did you think of this movie? Oh, shit. Lamar <laughs> <laughs> finish finish the has this movie been peed on? This been on <laughs> Has this movie peed on you? It, it's not Yellow Mile, is it? it <laughs> Open your eyes. What the it, this movie feels like oh, a... the, the pee they made in the <laughs> They swim in the pee. <laughs> the pee. We, we we must profit off the pee. Put in your ice cube tray. This movie feels like a. Does it feel like a book adaptation? I could see that. Yeah, I could. I could also see yeah, that. Yeah, I could. I could definitely I, I, see that. It kind of flows like that. Does it flow like the pee? <laughs> it flows like the pee. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I, I feel. I mean, that's kind of interesting, Lamar, because I feel if you had uh, the inner workings of a central character's thoughts as written by an author, yes. this could be like super interesting. Because um, this movie does shift, as I said, in focus. It's like. There's these days I was playing trombone. It was fun. I met Poppy. We <laughs> got some tube steaks. We all <laughs> love the tube steaks. It was, a, it was kind of the believability of the uh, Harry. Um, I totally bought in. This is my first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. I totally bought into Harry's story, and uh, I like kind of wanted to believe him, but it was kind of unbelievable totally. because of how mm-hmm. fast the movie was happening. Like he was just happy. 
Like, there's a missile coming, and it falls in a diner sure. in L.A. at 2 in the morning, drunk off my ass, is drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, the end of the world is coming. Yeah, I'd be like, like whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like 4 in the morning. I wouldn't believe him either. And there was some, actually, there was some people in the cafe who didn't. It was the drag queen we didn't mention. Yeah, yeah, the, like, the, the drag like, queen was just like, you know, she used to leave. Yeah, yeah they didn't want to go. stood there and probably died, but. No, the uh, flight attendant the, the coyote it, was revealed that, uh. Uh, when uh, uh, Tasha was like, oh, you, you must know people at airports. Oh, She's like, yeah. it's actually my sister's outfit. And you're like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and they just yeah. kind of left it. Like, oh, yeah. that's sad. Well, anyway, next topic. <laughs> that's why I said it was like Twilight yeah. Zone. Like, there, someone has secrets. Um, In a Twilight Zone episode, there's like, I can't remember why it was set up to be, but I think it's like a snowy day. Something happens, and they're like, someone is not who they say they are. And it turns out yeah. to be an alien. But yes. there's like a... Yeah, there's like some investigation, like the who done it. Like I'm gonna find out, and then you find out like the alien gets the better of them. But yeah, like yeah. that's what this is. Yeah, sort right. of. I like all that aspect of the movie of just believing him, and then it came. You saw actual nuclear strikes, and you're like, holy shit, he was right. And then the world was ending. It's right. like, holy fuck. So and, that- but the ending, just to quick point, just caught me off guard and it just ended like that. I kind of like that. This was just a movie that just wrapped up with what it said it was going to be. He said there was going to be nuclear strikes. There were nuclear strikes. I know, it's crazy. And it just killed everybody and that was it. So really, if you're watching this movie, you're watching for pretty much the story of him trying to help people get out. And Yeah, it, totally. It, there's no, There's no winners. If we there related this to something local, it'd be like, you went to the Denver diner, but oops, you didn't because now it's shut down. I'm going to put this on a bummer note. And now I think it's a Chase Bank. I think it is. Yeah, so, it is so at four in the morning, you That's went to a sad. Chase Bank ATM <laughs> and then boom, nuclear strike. You answered a public phone that was probably urinated on numerous times. Oh, yeah. There's probably, there's probably like TikTok videos of people taking turns urinating on it. Probably. Multiples, yeah. <laughs> the gritty underground of Denver, Colorado, and our TikTok, yeah, groups, yeah. So, uh, I mean, my, my take on this movie is like, oh, yeah. like the first time I watched it, when when Paul, you and I watched it like a few months ago, um, I had never heard of it before, which was surprising because there's a lot of people in it, um, and you love tube steaks, <laughs> and I, I, I love a good tube steak, um. And I didn't know anything about it. And the the synopsis like kind of plays into the mystery of like, is this real? Is it not? And it's so this this movie is kind of like the sixth sense for me. It's like watching it the first time. It's it's great. Like there's that mystery aspect. You don't really know what's going on. The only reason I watched this a second time was to do this podcast. Like I never need to see this movie again. I think it's great. I think it's really interesting to watch once. But once you know what happens, like it, it kind of takes the, the interest out of it for me. So okay. I can see that my, my, yeah, my no weird one. slight disagreement would be watching it a second time. I, I could see why we would not watch it over and over again. Yeah. But watching it a second time, I actually appreciated things because I'm like, now I know this is actually going to pan out to be real. That That's fair. That you're I'm like, like watching it with the knowledge of what happens. Yeah, like you're, you're paying attention to different things. Yeah. I was paying attention to all these side characters and their reactions more than I paid attention to the main character. Cause I kind of knew his quest, but now seeing just like, what would someone do if they were just told this information and someone's like, mm, this might not be as crazy as you think. I don't have a real answer, 
go. Right. But I mean, like the first time we watched it up until the very, like up until the last five minutes, you genuinely have doubts as to whether or not the world is actually ending. Like there is still the first time you watch it there up until that last five minutes, they are still casting doubt as to whether or not this is all legit. And that's kind of what made it really interesting for me the first time. Um, and, and obviously less so the second time, because you, you do know that it is legit, but yeah, that, that's a very good point. Like you're, you're watching it in a different context and you're, you're appreciating the character's actions in a different way, knowing what the outcome is, I guess. Actually. Uh, uh, yeah. I want to I say another thing. Um, thinking back to a little bit sort of to my younger self, I loved rewatching movies like over and over again, like throughout a week or throughout a month or just like throwing on a rotation for throughout a year, like it depends on the movie. Um, as I said, there's like shifts in tone and kind of focus in this film. Yes. I agree with everything that Mike is saying that I I don't need to really watch it like a third time or maybe like much later in my life, like a decade from now. Sure. Yeah. I'll totally watch a film and be like, ah, remember this or maybe less because we record about it. Um, but like this would be a film that 10 years from now. Yeah. I'd totally throw on, or if it just happened to be on a streaming list, like we haven't watched that. Let's watch it again. But, um, Thinking back to some of this movie, everything at the diner, I would totally rewatch. This seems like something I would love. Like the initial panic, the initial phone call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the diner stuff was cool. Yeah, like that, like if that was more the movie, I I would watch this movie like way more repeatedly. Young younger, yes. And now maybe that I have less time, like a couple a yearly, I would say. Uh, but that's not what this film is, and this film departs from that. Um, but everything at the diner is that was really fun. It's just kind of relatable. Uh, Speaking of the diner, that I just wanted to mention there was a diner shot where it was a cool shot where you can see the entire um, counter of the diner, and it you can easily sit like maybe fifty people at the counter. It's crazy long <laughs> counter. No, it was diner. huge. Yeah, I kind of like diners like that. Just like the long counter, everybody just sits there and says. Yeah, I, I lament the fact that Denver doesn't really have any good diners. No, anymore. No, yeah. no, no, um, no, no, I mean, no. our two, I you won't see that here. No, like Pete's, I love Pete's, but it's mm, to me, the Denver diners were the Denver diner and Tom's, yeah, and they're both closed yeah. like, within the last yeah. couple of years, yeah. Anyway, sad, well, and and, and, and uh, before Mike was here, Lamar, the white spot, uh, yeah, the white spot, uh, uh the white spot. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it sounds racist. Yeah. <laughs> I once told a friend, like, we're going to the white spot. And someone's got, someone said, is that the actual name of the place? And I said, yeah. And their quote was, that's a shame. <laughs> Hopefully uh, 2023 can be kind at Denver Diners. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any any wants, realistic wants as before we leave uh, as RTS for the year? once yeah, do we have any resolutions yeah no i don't really re- oh, wow. just more like wants yeah. like i hope this happens not that you have to like i'm gonna lose five pounds i'm gonna stop yeah, eating oh, salt yeah. on I'm my cornflakes <laughs> 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 nah. it's more alcohol for 2023 mm-hmm. damn right we're all we're all getting drunk in 2023 <laughs> so the resolution is we have not drunk enough <laughs> solid that's yeah, yeah. well yeah. denver colorado hopefully you haven't drunk enough have you drunk enough if not drink enough 
do it. It's like a Dr. Seuss tongue twister about un- unraveling. You know, as always, you could reach us, reach out at us at uh, on Instagram or on Facebook. You could hit us up at Rabbit Troop Sucks Podcast at gmail.com. You could probably find us on any podcast. I keep telling Mike, I'm like, I don't think people realize this is a podcast. And sometimes people are like, hmm, what is a podcast? Well, it's a pre-recorded uh, audio version of this. And if you're hearing it, you know how to get it. And please tell people and assist them. And be like, this is not something that's being screened uh, live, that this could be accessed at any point in time. <laughs> but yeah. in 2023, I hope people know more about technology. I hope everyone just chills the hell out. Um, as Lamar said, I guess, uh, Denver, Colorado, you need to drink some more alcohol, okay. as as do, does the world. And you said, uh, chill the hell out. Let's do that as well. Yeah. And that'd be great. And- 2023, more alcohol and chill the hell out. Mm-hmm. And remember... Anything that's yellow is because someone peed on it. Let's get those shirts going on. I, promises were made, and surprise, we're leaving off with, you know, this movie and lots of surprises and guests and surprising you with we're still alive at the end of the year, and that's fantastic. But uh, the only promise I'm going to make is the movie we're coming back with is going to be filmed in Denver, Colorado. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're going to open up with that. So hopefully you're sticking with us. Uh, reach out to us, though, if you have you know any, especially, I always say seasonal, if you have seasonal films. But I mean seasonal as like, it's honestly that, like some kind of spring feel-good film. Or I love summer films. I love winter films. And then we get into Halloween and various other things. But... Any films that you think clearly we'll have some new guests coming up in the new year. We'll have some repeating guests coming up in the year and hopefully all of us will be together in the new year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any movies anyone wants to see in the new year? Then we're like, yeah, that's the one. Like for this podcast or movies that are like new movies that are coming out. New movies that are coming out in 2023. I don't know what movies are coming out in 2023. There's probably like 75 superhero films. That I, we'll never cover on this. No. God, to. God, no. <laughs> well, as always, mm-hmm. uh, we hope you are, you know, 75 bottles deep into what was it? Bottles of Andre. <laughs> yeah. $5 bottles of Andre. I, <laughs> when you need a bottle of Andre or seven and you need to double fist those bottles of Andre, they're there for you. Yeah. As always, rabbit troop sucks. Uh, Happy new year. Uh, Paul, people have turned this off like 20 minutes No, ago. they didn't. They're so drunk with their bottle of Andre. I'm going to use the bathroom right now. Okay. That's fine. And there we go. Rabbit, Rabbit Troop, Troop sucks. sucks. Bye.